1978, Universal Studios thought they could remake Rocky, except with wrestling and call Paradise Alley. This is what happened. You want them? We got them. Movies for guys who like movies. Coming up next, only on TBS. Movies for guys who like movies. Now, just we don't have to go into a tremendous exposition about this. Growing, growing up, as when we watched wrestling, usually if you, we would stick around after wrestling because we just couldn't get enough mayhem. We needed we needed something else. And the cool thing was on on Turner Television, they would usually follow with just their theme of the night, which was movies for guys who like movies. It was an action movie night. It was always kind of fun. It had that classic opening to it and everything. And it was my introduction to a lot of uh, movies that I ended up totally. really loving. Over yeah, time. yeah, 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 absolutely. As a kid, too, you know. So this podcast, it's 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 all the same folks. I'm William Rankin. There's Charlie Stabile over there. We got Jason Keesler over here. Hey, front well, and It's the New Blood kind Rising podcast. We're just we're we're taking some time to talk about movies here a little bit and doing so in kind of a typical WCW type of fashion, I guess. Well, that's our thing. Two passions: professional wrestling, movies. Right. Only absolutely. those two? No, no, no. Those are the two main important. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we could do a music. Podcast. Oh, it would get yeah. ridiculous because yeah. it was always, you know, that was the apartment. Movies, wrestling. It's right. Like they went hand in hand. That's wrestling right. movies. Well, like, well, that's a good thing. Like, like a great example of like the kind of movies that I hope that we'd be talking about. First movie we watched at the apartment when we moved in together. Lethal Weapon Lethal Two. Weapon two. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Two. two. So, not yeah, the first not one. Not the first no. one. No. I love the first one, but the second one is, one's so is the best. It yeah. is a ten out of ten for me. Per- I would agree. It's one of the greatest sequels ever made. And so, that doesn't get enough credit for either. You know, we we were talking about what would our first episode be. We figured it'd be kind of fitting since we're kind of jettisoning from a wrestling podcast. Let's do a wrestling movie. So <laughs> here we go. This For the all the Sylvester Stallone fans out there, I'm pretty sure most of you don't have this one pegged anywhere close to a top ten of his. Maybe even maybe deep. Maybe not even a bottom ten. Right. I doubt most people have seen this movie. So it's hidden. It's in 1978... Stallone decides, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna show you what I can do besides just write and act in a movie. I'm going to show what I can do directing a movie. Paradise Alley is the result. Now, coming off of Rocky, obviously Sylvester Stallone was, I mean, a massive star. The movie won Best Picture. I mean... He got an Oscar nomination. He, for writing and two, for, two. for acting. The yeah, Costner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Costner. Well, technically, and, I guess it would be the Stallone. He did it first. He did do it first, but I think... Well, that's, that's, that's a carry. <laughs> but afterwards, Stallone in between Rocky and Rocky Two is in an interesting era where I think he's trying to, he is, he has an idea of what he wants to be in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and the results are going to show that that's not what people want you to do. Well, the, another thing that's interesting, uh, he wrote this screenplay before he wrote Rocky. Right, right. And he couldn't sell this one, but he could sell Rocky. Well, so this script right. was originally supposed to be a black. It was a black story. He wants to be African American. Right. He had to change it to Italian. Right, because yeah. it was the only way they were going to sell it, with him in the lead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a likely story. <laughs> so, the other movies around this era are Fist, yep. which is, Norm, I think, Norman Jewison yep. did that movie. And, you know, it's unions in the Midwest, and not it's exactly... It's the, Norman Ray. 
It's, it's Norman, Norman Reigns. It's not exactly the typical Stallone vehicle by well, any we means, right? Because of what he did to his career. Well, yeah. not not even this is not the. T- I mean, I know it's one. It's you know, it's number two. No, it's but, not. But it's right. not. It's not a wrestling movie for about half the movie. Right. Oh God, yeah, it was absolutely. And it's just not sure for like this is just to summarize it up. I think he speaks more in this one movie than he does in all the Rockies, all the Rambo's, and the Expendables. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so the number one, the, the, I mean, we can go right into it right about the, This movie is a showcase of Stallone's ego. Mm-hmm. This is a massive portrait of his oh ego. And you know what? I don't, obviously none of us know the man, but you, you, when you were out in Los Angeles, you talked to somebody who had a great Stallone ego story. That yeah, was 100. Like that so, you know, like, and we've heard it throughout the years, like various, like, uh, there have been various uh, stories that have backed this up or whatnot. But this movie really shows it on screen. Like the, the the very first thing, <laughs> the very first thing I notice is his title card for his name is bigger than the movie. Yep. The movie. I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I may be wrong, but I, I doubt it. it. Opening is so it it's hilarious. It's, okay. it's so dumb. 1946 New York. But no one talks like it's 46. No. Don't really. He doesn't dress like it's 46. We are on the rooftop. Uh-huh. Of one of of one particular building, we're going to see a lot of rooftops here because Sylvester Sloan as Cosmo, is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to go. He's going to race this other dude who's like the scariest looking dude in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the rat guy. Yeah. They name and they're going to jump from rooftop to rooftop for, for five dollars. But this is nineteen forty six. Five dollars. Right. The thing is, how do you lose? Because when that moment finally comes, I was just really, <laughs> and then they chicken out. It, it's it's very odd. And what what plays over? Well, <laughs> well the, the thing I, the thing I noticed immediately was like Stallone St- 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 is so concerned about the rules. Like he wants to go over the rules. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says it like three times. Let's go over the rules of the race. <laughs> and, and, and Stitches is like we know the rules. We know. We know the rules. We know the rules. And then, as you said, when they start running, it's mm. almost like they're doing the chariots of fire yes. thing. Yeah, before, before chariots of fire. fire. <laughs> so maybe they borrowed this and went, you know, we should do that. Only not we start to hear a song, and and it's the most surreal moment I've ever experienced in a movie. To I was where very aware of myself. This song. <laughs> I was watching this. The song that starts playing is a song called "Too Close," and it's actually. The singer is Sylvester Stallone. Not he Frank. sings. No. no, it is him. It is Sly singing. Yep. So I'm too close to paradise. And too close to yeah. There's a lot of that. A he sings it like Elvis. Yeah, that's what he's trying. Yeah, it's only up when he's singing the too close. When he has to go to a high note is amazing. Oh, his singing isn't that. It's when he has to go really high though. <laughs> okay, now. If you can make it through the the opening credit sequence because of the the singing and how weird it is, you, you're going to be fine for the rest of the movie. But Tom Waits is in this fucking movie. Yeah, and how you about don't get Tom, you. All right, and you don't get Tom Waits and to maybe sing your intro. No, him or his Frank, that is yeah. your brother. Frank, who? And then Frank is in the movie as you guessed it, a singer. Yeah. And he looks angry. Yeah, he does. And I and I was I wrote it down. I was like, I bet he's angry because he I, has to do this and he not sing. Take me back. Mm-hmm. In Rocky, one of the best Rocky songs. 
And I mean, he plays one of the street guys you know, in that movie. Yeah. I love that song. And it's, and it's proven. It's, Frank Stallone's a good singer. Yeah. He is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird that we only hear him singing in Sylvester Stallone movies. Right. Why not have him do this? And it makes just, no sense I wouldn't want Stallone all. to have Frank act a major scene. <laughs> oh, Frankie, hey, come over here. We're going to do this. This chase is so... Th- it's crack- dumb. When this guy falls, I'm like, oh, it's over with. These are- <laughs> oh, it's over! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's holding on to... Clothesline. The angle of it's so weird. He looks like a small man. I have no idea how high up he is. I'm like, are they are you, twenty are feet? Concerned? Are they thirty feet? <laughs> Should you go get him? No, because he's clearly. I got the five dollars. Except he tears the bill like in the. Well, because it's got thirty five nails in it. I mean, like there's a ton. Were those um, nails in it? I thought it was something else. I thought it was nailed. Up. I was watching a blurry uh, YouTube copy too. I so got this. You got the five dollars. No, yeah. This is five dollars, nineteen point six. I can go buy a house. The number. Right. So <clears throat> let's just go ahead and address the the big problem with this movie right off the bat: the fact that Sylvester Stallone is he has nobody trying to control him because he's so over the top. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Throughout yeah. most of this movie. His personality is ungod. It's Here, nuclear. Here's the thing. We're gonna get into this. Rocky is all him except for the directing. Uh, Rocky Two, which is the movie that this is sandwiched in between, you know, Paradise Alley. Uh, he has no control in that one either, but it still feels like Rocky. Right. It still feels like the sequel to Rocky. This and this movie is only two years after the first one, and yet it's all it's trying to mimic the storyline patterns of the first Rocky. However. He is absolutely, and this is almost a compliment, nothing like Rocky Balboa in this movie. He's, I, I, he he's very unlikable. Very right. Borderline dislikable. Yeah, it's a mix. He's endearing and, and then annoying at the same time. He's annoying. It's not until the second half of the movie when he manages to kind of become Rocky, which is what, what you're waiting for. Hell, before I started watching this movie, I thought he was a wrestler. Yeah. So you know, to me to too. That yeah. I was like, uh, what? This is wait, Rocky Five of wrestling. You you hold the bucket. <laughs> We're watching yeah. the bucket holder's journey. And it's just I, I see what he was going for, and I, and yet I don't. Plus, but, but yeah, like to, to get back to your point though, mm. he he's able to show restraint in Rocky Two. Mm. Hell, he directed what four of the six Rocky movies. Yeah, soon to be seven. Well, right. Look at the. It's Rocky. He's very humble, very shy. And it's a great character. Rambo he plays it so well. Postpartum, or not postpartum? Sorry, PTSD. He had a baby. Sorry, PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. He doesn't talk very much. He's a loner. Um, That's a it, great performance. Yeah, and it is. And then, and I know we're trying not to compare some because this was like his second movie. It's hard enough. But this is, and then even the Expendables, where it's more Gabby. He's a little chit chatty, but he's nowhere like this. Like he is ninety miles a minute. This is like in your face. Yeah, the absolute worst. I, I hate the, uh, the his his worst dialogue is with Ann Archer. It oh. is the worst. Crap. Hey, baby, come on, baby. Remember how it worked so well with Talia Shire and Rocky One? He goes for the same approach, and it is literally the exact opposite. He is a creep. He's a creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's just a creep. If you dialed him down, it would make this movie significantly better. Yeah. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal: you give more screen time to Armand Asante. All right, so let's talk about the brothers. Screen debut. Yeah. Yeah. Because introducing Armand Asante. So he is the best part. This is the prequel to Judge oh, Dredd. Yeah. I yeah. thought of that, too. So this, this is better than Judge Dredd. <laughs> so we, this movie, at its core, is about the journey of three brothers in Hell's Kitchen, New York, trying to 
make something of their lives, get to a better place, things of that nature. So we got introduced to Cosmo, the rooftop jumper, mm-hmm. for $5, who also does his trading places bit. Yes, he does. He does do the trading place before trading places. <laughs> Salone had it all coming. He knew it. <laughs> I can see the 80s, man. They're right there. <laughs> so above the horizon. We meet Armand Asante, who is Lenny. Mm-hmm. Lenny, who is a coroner. Or, no, he's a he's not he's a coroner. I'm sorry. He's an undertaker. Uh-huh. Well, we, we, don't, we meet him last. I thought we met uh, we right. Victor. Well, well, we'll circle back. Well, I mean, we'll circle back. And, and but he has got, an interesting past. He has a war injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, him, uh, not crippled. Again. But he needs a cane. He's handicapped. Right. And then we meet Victor, who I swear, played by Lee Cannelloni. He is long since retired. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing this guy in anything. He's a Marlon Brando lookalike. But he's fantastic in this movie. Well, he's like Lenny from A Mice and Men, except not like fully like out of like special or whatnot. Well, the quote to quote Tropic Thunder, he didn't go full retard. They're okay. There we go. Well, I mean, it's it's, he didn't. That's what I'm saying. That's what (laughs) I'm This is what I mean. Is he did not go so over the top with playing that. Because he and, was capable in other areas. And, and roles like this are so hard for people to do because you either come across as underwhelming or you come across as comical. Uh, in he, that that's case, he's that, serviceable. The right. stupidest, the, the thing that drove me, that stupid scene where he's singing Farrah Jacques. I oh to, my God, I, I was wondering what you were thinking about that. <laughs> it goes on for what feels like like an entire WCW paper. It's a useless scene. Yeah. It means, ab- it doesn't... And he changes the lyrics... It's oh. cute, I guess. Salone absolutely flips out and decides to kill. Well, is it like all the cockroaches? From <laughs> so is that is that what it's supposed to establish? Is that these three brothers live together? They kind of live together in squalor because they're all kind of on top of each other. And then there's those bugs laying around that they got to handle. Well, they're just they're just trying to sell more of the fact that they're poor and they're mm-hmm. except. If you notice when they go to the bar, there's a shitload of beer. Well, so yeah. who's paying for this beer? Well, the Ice Man, clearly. Forty-eight <laughs> hours. No, that's no. What, what? Oh, the phantom it. villain <laughs> that we never. <laughs> You're telling me it was the partner all along. Keyhole, it's keyhole. <laughs> I want that two and a half hour version of that. Show up and sign the fucking form. From Armed and Dangerous, same performance. Armed. You watched Armed and Dangerous recently, didn't you? I did. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Say, in a, yeah, I in a, like the cover's the best part. In a I'm podcast sorry. about movies, we do segue to other fucking movies. But um, the dynamic between the brothers is interesting because we talk. Uh, Victor, the uh, the the Marlon Brando brother, is he, he works on an ice truck. You know, he's just trying to earn an honest living. He we find out he has a girlfriend. A is it say Japanese or Chinese? She's Chinese because because there's a line coming up where Stallone says, "Why do you want to be with her? Her family bombed Pearl Harbor," and he said, "She's Chinese, not Japanese." Like the he, he really, what's the difference? Yeah, he goes, what's the difference? Well, because he keeps calling her Suey instead of Sue. A lot of good uh, stuff in there. <sighs> so, the problem with this movie, I find, is that for 50 minutes, it goes nowhere. It's just nothing. Um, it's not character development either. Starts. Like, like, which isn't too far ahead, but it, it doesn't exactly elevate it. it. It just gives it somewhere to potentially go later. It introduces your Death Star. So we it look, does we got a couple, Death Star. We got a couple of bars here. So there's not Paradise Alley, we'll we get to later, but we've got Mahone's is the bar where Six all the... Six Mahone's. That's it's where all, a great name. Oh, yeah. It's where all the guys go to. That's where their hangout is. And it's a dive bar like, to the umpteenth degree. It's, mm-hmm. it's 100% a dive bar where Tom Waits is... 
And they're playing the piano. Cricking his neck around like an owl. And the I brother. Slept with anyone since the depression. <laughs> now, where is the? What's the name of the bar where Ann Archer hangs out? I don't remember. Because we get to the meet red her. tinted bar from that YouTube video. No. Is that, that's what it reminded me. of. All I kept thinking was, "This is the Love Is a Battlefield video. This is oh, it's that yeah. music video." The well, there was only time. one other color of light. Then there's like this weird like part of the movie where it looks like this bar holds all the eighth grade dances. Yeah, where it's like all, like the women like dance, then they go stand on the wall and just because it's like a. It's, it's not a prostitute thing, but right. they're paying to dance with the ladies. Right. And, and then there's like, this guy really wants to dance with you over here. He'll pay you, <laughs> he'll pay you $20. I don't care. I don't and, care. And stay clean, or whatever the hell yeah. they kept saying to him. The pimp. But the, the bar scene with um, Sticks and uh, Terry Funk. Terry Funk. And yeah. this, is, this is an almost unrecognizable Terry Funk. Not just because it's 20 years before we started watching him. But he actually, he doesn't look... Fat. He looks jacked. He looks jacked. Yeah. His face just happens to be bigger. Because at first I thought he was fat. And then eventually he takes his shirt off and I'm like, this. I mean, it's like jacked for like the 1940s. Right. Yeah, not like jacked like we know it now. But still, jacked nonetheless. Right? He's bigger than he was in Roadhouse, but he's less cut. I'll tell you this, it's not the Terry Funk we, I think, no. grew up watching wrestling. Terry Funk is right. actually very good yeah. in this movie for what the part is. Right. I really enjoy watching it. Because Terry Funk, like when I think of Terry Funk in movies, I think of Over the Top and Roadhouse. Yeah, that's where he it. just basically plays a henchman. Right. Yeah. No, here he is a bad dude. So like we've, we saw a setup with the race earlier, but the the three Carboni brothers are few, have a little feud with the Stitch, Stitch Jones Stitch's game. crew, yeah. So now we want to raise the ante, and I look. This is the brilliance of of, of Cosmo. Yes, it is. How brilliant is is Cosmo when he's like, oh, "You know what we should do? We need to get that monkey." Yeah. Huh? He's always looking for the fast buck, and he thinks because the guy thinking, who had the monkey made monkey. With I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's gonna be like I'm gonna take the monkey and make a profit, like Tremors with Victor Wong taking the driveway. Yeah, it's, it's just, I'll pay you this, and then I'm going to make a Now, how do we get to that point? So how do, this is awesome. This is the most anticlimactic action scene I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> the sweaty stare down? But it is, it is something to behold. <laughs> like, it is like a, a future, like, vision of what Stallone's over-the-top action directing is going to be like with no action. Right. This time. Because yeah. uh, he basically challenges... Uh, Terry Funk's character to an arm wrestling match, but wants his brother Victor, right. the slow Marlon Brando looking guy, to do the arm wrestling. Since he has like he's, he's a big dude, he lifts you know, carries ice all day, lots and lots of ice. He probably could stand a chance. This arm wrestling match, for you know, it goes on. It has like a dissolve in it. Yeah, that yes. must mean it lasts like ten it minutes. It lasts so long. It's a long time that people start leaving. I will. Yeah. People, I will say, for the first half of how long this lasts, this is very interesting, the way that he's shooting it, and it does, and then it kind of lulls uh, with them just kind of standing off. But then it becomes interesting again because Terry Funk's nose starts to bleed. Yeah. That's the thing. The facial. I kept wondering, like, is that that's got to be a shoot? Like he just, he that's just was, shoot. was so intense. <laughs> My God, because it's not like dripping down. It's just a little bit, like right here. And you know? yeah, and it's the Terry Funk's Kellogg, uh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. 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 Frank the Kilk. Yeah, he's just sitting there like he is making like the 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 grunts and the the straining faces. Meanwhile, Victor's just like super calm, like just kind of staring like this is fun. Except the fact that all the giant beads of sweat that are on both of them. Right. And it's just, 
I like that because here's this ah so violent I'm going to kill you and this other guy's like oh my brother just asked me to do this I'm just doing and then, it. if it had been trimmed a bit mm-hmm. just a bit I, I think this could have been a really great scene yeah I, as, as goofy as it is oh yeah I was into it but he ends up winning it because Armand Asante tells him get annoyed and annoyed is apparently like the the buzzword to get slow Marlon Brando it's like ready to go when he would hear pop goes the weasel yeah <laughs> so they get them so they got so our heroes got the monkey great. Uh, it does, too. Which is apparently cut in the European version of the film. Uh, and it was cut back then, not like in today's PC. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I didn't know what I was looking at for a second. What the hell was going on here? You thought you started watching like a scene from Temple of Doom, didn't you? Yeah, it was like something out of Temple of Doom. So let's dive back into the Ann Archer thing now, because this becomes a part of the next... Yeah, it's so cool to see. She's her. a it's good actress. Never seen before. Yeah, it's it's a shit character. Like you know, we saw the in the you know she she doesn't like have to do what she does to get a dollar to get ahead. Yeah, and behind she's the scenes she sculpts. She's a little sculpting. Like all characters that have this, they all have to have some type of artistic thing they do behind the scenes. That's all, every hooker with a heart of gold's got to be an art fiend. They've all every character like this. I'm not even saying just the hooker with a heart of gold. Everyone who has to do the job that they don't like, they have some closet yeah. massive passion that they do. Well, well we do this. What? No. Well, yeah, but well, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. No, but, but uh, no. Um, what I was gonna say. What is one of the things in the movie that's not authentic at all is all the women's, and not just Anne Archer's, but all the women's in this movie's hairstyles. Yeah, this looks very seventies. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Star Wars is this timeless movie. Right. Which it is, except for the hair. Just the hairstyles, that's it. Right. Yeah, they, they couldn't do 1940s hair. <laughs> well, they didn't do 1940s dialogue. No. I can yeah. let that slide. Because no one... But didn't anyone really know how to do that? Exactly. Like, we weren't... Like, what was it? One of, one of Stand By Me's criticisms when it came out from a lot of critics was nobody, no kids talk like that back in the 50s. To which Rob Reiner was like, yeah, we did. You know, and it's like, who do you believe? It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> like th- that's why. Like th- th- we weren't alive to see it, but we have pictures. We have mm. photographs. Right. Of like you know, you can look at any Time magazine or anything to see what you know people look like back in the day. But any scene that we t- said it earlier, any scene where Stallone comes upon Ann Archer, it it goes right in the toilet because one of the lines. It goes I, right in the toilet. One of the lines. Every everybody needs a little something, and what you need is a little bit of me wrapped around you like a warm blanket. Oh. Well, they got a good interaction later on. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of the windowsill uh, because that sums up this movie. It's not bad. Yeah. Oh, is a uh, is a scene is I just I, it's his character is just like you're pathetic like you're t- I'm not there you have n- his character is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. There's. We're just meandering till we get to the wrestling. That's all we're doing. We're just spinning until we get to the thing that really we'll matters. Scene fifty we'll minutes go by in this movie it's before 50, there's wrestling. I it's fifty-two minutes before they get to Paradise Alley. Oh, they literally commute to the title of the movie. Yeah. What comes after the uh, the Ann Archer scene? Well, kind of. We talk in conjunction with that. Armand Asante sees her occasionally. And there's this we weird... We don't know the history. Yeah, it's yeah. very tense. Right. Yeah. And Armand, I mean, he's... This first half of the movie, he's knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so much so that I actually, like, immediately looked up my phone to see if he'd ever won an award before. Okay? Cause <laughs> I, I never really thought of him as a great actor, but... Like, he oh, there... He is the he's one like a four-time Golden Globe winner. Yeah, this scene, there's a scene that the two of them had in the alley that's, that's after they go to uh, Paradise Alley the first time, I like. Mm-hmm. Um... 
I mean, it's mostly Stallone, but it's like how Stallone's like so trying to dial it up, and Armando Sante's like, I'm just going to stay on this level, but it's going to make me look brilliant. So. <laughs> how about Stallone as a gigolo in this movie? Yeah. On the side. With a woman who actually cares for him, who's actually like a, seems like a pretty decent person. She's a hooker, though, isn't she? Too? Because well, he, I thought she was, well. Because he said, he escort is the, uh, pro- I got you. Because remember the Christmas scene where he's giving her the presents. He's got like something. He's like, you put it on your bed so you can track the mileage. He starts laughing at. Yeah, like, that, and, that line. And she's she gives him a quarter when she sees him with the monkey on the street, kind of thing. And like that's the funny thing. See, is I thought she was paying him in that one scene. Maybe I was, I miss saw. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that could be because it, it, it seems like through the whole movie she's pining for his attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the other way around. Right. Song just uses her as someone to talk to. Right, which is weird because it's it's the scene on the windowsill happens, and then like the next scene, he's on the rooftop with her, and he's just like, "She broke my heart." This girl who I love, love, and she's like, "I love you." And I know. Like, okay. He's like, "Yep, okay, exactly." Yeah, okay. <laughs> Terrible. Like, because she says, "I love you," and then she stares at him, and it's kind of like that long, uncomfortable way for him to say it back, and then she just kisses him. No, this is on the rooftop with Stallone. And yeah. The so, oh, the blonde, the blonde, the blonde. Yeah. Right. 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 Which I really did. You, did you have a name for her? I don't remember her. I don't, name. I don't think it was ever said. I don't think it's ever really said. But I mean, Stallone says a lot of things. A lot of things that are incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you you picked up on. Uh, it. There were some. Th- I, I I hate when people make fun of Stallone and how incomprehensible he can be in movies. Right. For the most part, I understand every little word that he says. He rambles so much in this movie, especially during that alley scene with Armand. They like when they're just kind of like just having a verbal exchange. I, I can't understand. Where he's getting mad at him? Yeah. Well, I yeah. oh I I watched that one. Those times. scenes are pretty good. Those scenes are fine. It's just him. It's just right. Stallone. He's slow down and just yeah. Just well, he's 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 playing that this guy is exciting. Like in the alley scene, I get the sense of Stallone's character has got a lot of pent up anger towards his brother because his brother runs off and joins the military and leaves him to who's a guy who has a lot of aspirations to have to take care of his brother, right. like, to, to take care of Victor. And, like, I get that feeling from him in that scene. That's kind of deep. It's just they don't... This, this 50 minutes we're talking about, just is, it's a combination of Stallone, Ann Archer, Armand Asante, Love Triangle, crap. Uh, Victor just... any Victor, on, Victor delivering ice, and then people slowly, like, not wanting ice anymore, and he's, you know, obviously becoming... Less relevant. Right. Yeah. In, to, in Paradise Alley's defense, Rocky. It takes an hour before Rocky and Apollo Creed are in the same sentence. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But this was something I noticed while watching Paradise Alley. It took so long for the wrestling to start. When is boxing started to Rocky? Well, the a, very opening scene. Right. Yeah. Like, but then it doesn't pick up again. Not for really. <laughs> well, now, Greg, you, you he, get it. he goes to Mickey's gym. Right. You know, so there's that. He's in the atmosphere. And and then it just kind of becomes the him and Adrian story. Um, but, but you're right. Like For him and Apollo, it takes a while for a Apollo long, to yeah. issue the challenge. Right. You but know, that makes sense. He's the champ. Why would he well, just throw true. something out? That movie, well, what though, I'm saying like, is, like, if that is a boxing movie, truly, right. which I don't really think that it is, yeah. the original Rocky, to me, is not a boxing movie. Like, Field of Dreams isn't a baseball movie. Um, is Paradise Alley a wrestling movie? Because for the first half of it, I don't think it is. Oh no! I mean, it's I just I think I call it a wrestling movie just because it has wrestling in it. It has wrestling in it, right? Right. But if we really get down to brass tacks, no, 
Not at no. all. It's oh. labeled as a, a, it's labeled as a comedy. But if you go back and look, watch the trailer. Movie. The trailer makes it look like it's hilarious. <laughs> and it, sometimes it is. Um, unintentionally so. Okay, I was waiting for the... Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Did you drop? Because I didn't laugh once. Okay. Trust me, I counted. All right. All right. Here's one of the scenes that made me laugh. Okay. It's the windowsill scene. Dialogue, we're still on. First of all, he goes to, to go into her house and at night, and the door's locked. He can't get up to the apartment. So he just pulls down the ladder right there and does a little B&E, gets up yep. to the window... Sees Armando Sante's cane. It's the Miracle on 34th Street shot. It's it's right out of it. Like, <laughs> you mean the end of Miracle on 34th Street? You know, where she, Street? You know when she sees the cane and she knows she knows that, it's Santa? Yeah. It's the same it, thing. He sees the, that's the way I did the, It's gotta be cane. It's the cane. Oh, that's he, what you meant by he that. He knows that that's his brother, and right. so he gets upset. So he sits outside of her apartment and waits till the morning. Goes up, knocks on her window, uh, and then they have a little bit just of exchange. Any time. No, and then he just goes... Just answer me one thing. Do you love him? Yes. I wrote this. I know you no, about. no, you don't. Nobody <laughs> loves nobody around nobody here. Loves nobody loves nobody. We fake it. Everybody around here fakes it. Then some strange lady, why don't you leave the lady alone? Oh. Why don't you shut your fat mouth? I'm calling the cops. I'll break your face. And Archie goes, look, do you want to come in? <laughs> come on. Come on. Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy you're supposed to You're running to out of time to be likable. Yeah, so that's what, yeah. And this is, this is right, well, this is after they go to Paradise Alley, isn't it? Yeah, because the whole, like, um, somewhere, I'm trying to think, like, it, it's close to when they go to Paradise Alley, or right after it was when Armando Sante gets back with her, which, that whole thing right, is hilarious. Right. It's so funny, what's so funny about that is, they basically, he basically is like, oh, I was, I was ashamed because of my injury. And that's why I basically pushed you away. Within five seconds, they resolve that. So it's like, you're a moron, sir. I wish it was that easy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, let me tell you something, boys and girls. It, the thing is, too. It's not. It, the thing is, too, is they're like, we're not leading. Like, his brother wasn't leading. <laughs> no, they're not leading. Or his brother isn't leading Stallone on. And Archer's character is definitely leading Stallone on. It's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> it's sriracha popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so, but do, so watching this as <laughs> do uh, do you feel like Stallone's character was led on by Ann Archer? No, I was going to ask you with the way she's he she's so coy her. with her though. He does she doesn't, she doesn't have any dialogue with him. She doesn't touch him in any which way, we shape, or form. She kisses him on the cheek a lot. I kiss my mother on the cheek. Yeah, but I mean. You also don't look... Do you look lingering into your mother's eyes a few seconds before you do it? Does I mean, he also know what she does? I mean, I don't think he does. Well, no, because yeah. he, he... He never goes into that bar. He always beats No, I will her. say, she could have just flat out came out and said, it's never going to happen. She could just have been honest, but she's a woman. Because she kept laughing, though, when she would say, she goes, ah, there's nothing between us. Ha, ha, ha. I'm breaking heaven inside you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. But, <laughs> <laughs> they inducted him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's drooling. <laughs> you got some Terry Funk level drool so, over there. Alright, so let's finally get because this 50, I mean, and I, the thing is, I don't mind character development. This 50 minutes is terrible character development. Because it doesn't seem like it's going. No. It, it's, and, 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 and the well, half, the, the characterizations it does develop suddenly flip. Well, see, that's the thing. In the second half of the movie, some of the characters flip. We'll get to that. However, I don't think I think the first fifty minutes could have been a hell of a lot better structured 
in order to get to the second half because mm-hmm. the flip absolutely threw me off. Yeah, it's sudden. It feels unnatural. Yeah. All right. So when we get to uh, Paradise Alley, by the way, is a hilarious looking bar. It looks like Reno inside yeah. there. It is. For one thing, I'm like, where is the money to get? Like, if this area is so poor, this is incredible. Like yeah. the the lights that say was another bum. Was it another? It's another bum. That is hysterical. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We get Joe Spinell. Gonzo. We get yeah. Gazzo. Gazzo. My that's mom it. knew him. Did I ever tell you that? No. Yeah, my mom actually. She knew Gazzo. She knew yeah when she worked in uh, L.A. Yeah, and she was oh I love Joe Spinell. You know, so it's cool to see him in something that's not Rocky or Rocky Two. Even though it very easily could have been. It's <laughs> but he's playing a different character. Right. I give him that, and, and you know I, I I like him in the Rocky movies, so it's cool to see him in something. Else. I love that Frank McRae is the veteran wrestler. Yeah. Frank McRae is an awesome actor. Is an underrated actor. He yeah. he turns and, it up. And I yeah, don't like I don't like the terms overrated and underrated. Right. And we've talked about that. But Frank McRae, he does not get enough credit mm. for the shit that he's done. Uh, he is the reason that the loud captain officer cop is a cliche. Mm-hmm. Because of forty eight hours, and then nailed that part for Last Action Hero, which then he parodied himself in Last Action Hero. He reteamed with Stallone in Lockup. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, and Rocky too. He is the he's he's, he's in the meatpacking. Yeah. He yeah. fires him. Right. Right. I love Frank McRae. He's great. And this is he has what I probably think is the best scene in the entire movie, uh, which is later. Yes. Yeah, oh, that, so that scene caught me good. off guard. But in a good way. It, it reminded me of the Mickey Rourke Sylvester Stallone scene where, like, Stallone's like, oh, I wouldn't... Hey, what? I wrote this. I wouldn't even expect in this one, yeah. Frank. He's just supposed to jump. <laughs> <laughs> you well, the, what's weird is it caught, like, that. it felt telegraphed to me a little bit. I'm sitting there going, whoa, this oh. is just going to happen. But then it, it does. I'm like, oh, shit, it is going to happen. His best performance? Used cars. Oh, hell yes. Used cars. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a movie he, we're gonna have to do. <laughs> okay, that's the next one. I love we're doing used, used cars. cars. Okay. You ever seen it? Have you ever seen used cars? I think it. It's probably you know. It's, it's not I think you can make an argument. It's the best Zemeckis movie too. Uh, you could make. I think it's a good precursor to the movies that he made all throughout the eighties. Yeah. In terms of like the wild and frantic finale that you get. Yeah. So used good. cars is a, like a forgotten movie that is absolutely wonderful. Well, we'll talk about that on the Used Cars podcast. Okay. But, um, Brought to you by Auto Trader. So, this, is not, so <laughs> this wrestling is not like what we would normally think is wrestling. This is just basically beat on a guy. It's a tough man he, contest. It's, yeah, it is exactly. a tough man contest in a wrestling ring. Right. And so the whole thing is, it's just like the beginning of X-Men. Get in the ring, survive with him for, what, three minutes? It's Bonesaw. It is. <laughs> it's bone, it is Bonesaw. Very, yeah. Three minutes, if you can last your... If, you can last in the ring for three minutes with Frank McRae, Old Glory. Is old Glory. Big, yes, no, it's Big Glory. Big Glory. Old Glory's the flag. And he actually looks I'm damn sorry, Jim Duggan. Oh! He looks damn intimidating. Yeah, yes. he does. Uh, Frank McRae. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he's beating a man for It does, doesn't it? Like when he, when he punches him? Yeah. Mm. Victor? Holy shit. So that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, if you can survive, you get $100. Yeah. So but what are the conditions of the survival? You know, because Victor gets thrown out of the ring, and that's okay. Then they tell him to get annoyed, and then it's all hell breaks loose. Right. So we can just go in. I mean, it is weird. So Stallone. I don't know the, how you win a match. I, I don't know what the rounds are. <laughs> this is. It reminds me of Over the Top. This is a Ding. double elimination tournament, which they repeat like sixteen times throughout the entire final tournament. Just what is it? Oh yeah, it's double. <laughs> I, I can lose 
What? <laughs> 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 oh, that's gonna be so much fun to get to. Um, oh, it's gonna happen. Like Hawks. Wait. Hawk. We'll, we'll, what's, what's your name? We'll cover that. Huh? We'll cover Are that. Are there two of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is another movie. Okay. Um, but Stallone, the Cosmo gets the idea. Okay, this is a easy. We can get Victor in there. And we can make this, and we can make some money out of this. Now, here's where we see the real the fissure between the brothers. Sloan wants to use his brother as a way to make money, where yeah. Armando Sante's like, no, no, he's against that in the beginning. Yes, yeah. yes, he is. So then they finally agree to do this, and they convince Victor to come along too. But here's the weird like hierarchy of this. Victor is the wrestler. He's gonna go in there. Armando Sante's gonna be the manager. Well, first it's gonna be it Stallone is gonna be Stallone, versus Stallone, Stallone, but. but Victor Please he actually begs. He gets yeah. on his knees and, and begs. And then Victor goes to Armando Santini's character and Lenny and goes, will you be my handler? It's probably a better idea. At, at the time, time. Yeah. a better idea. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this frame. The frame McCray-Victor exchange, which is great because, yeah, frame McCray just beats him early. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then Victor gets annoyed and cleans him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so with sad. With the Batista because, turnbuckle spot. That's what he beats him with. Yeah. That's what I was sitting there laughing. I was like, going, also, yeah, it's like where he's just like, yeah. See, that's the thing, and, and I didn't realize it until the credits came up. Um, if this is real, this is really stupid, like that. And then I found out the choreography is by Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. Terry Funk did all the wrestling choreography. I'm like, oh, that explains all the ridiculously, you know, uh, scripted wrestling moves that they're doing. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd be seeing wrestling moves. Oh, like, until you get to pro that. wrestling. Well, there's a there's a pretty money famous wrestler who's in this movie besides Terry Funk. That's true, and I did not recognize him. Me either, at all. Hell, Terry Funk, at one point he when he wrestles, he breaks out that. I'm gonna jump up on your head and do a head scissors. Yeah, he breaks yeah. out that move, you know, which he did. He up. does some unbelievably he, athletic things. Oh, it's one of Terry Funk's best matches. He yeah. leaps over the top <laughs> rope. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. The the stuff the spots where he's like holding the stuff you don't see anymore. He's holding their arm out and like dropping the knee into the back or holding the arm out and I jumping for the arm bar. God, that's I love that. Stuff. There's a lot of um, arm drag takedowns. Well, that that one scene where it's just like it's just nothing but arm drag takedowns. That was great though because it's just like it shows how Victor's just so calm as everyone plays him off as slow and stupid, but he's just like flows with it. Their goal is to get him fifty matches before Christmas. Goldberg. Well, then there were comment about how that's impossible. Yeah, he's, he well, goes he's, to Gazo and he's like, "We're gonna do fifty matches." And he's like, "You'll kill him." He's yeah. like, "You won't." Yeah, he won't make it. No, he won't make. It. Which he actually doesn't. No, he gets a forty. He gets forty. He gets forty-one. He gets forty-one. Because yeah. forty-one's on Christmas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I. All right. What was I guess? Right, Sloan, of course, wants to explain. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, the uptown for Cosmo speech in the oh, alley okay. is. Is this the one with Armand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the one I like. The Uptown for Cosmo. Because I just I don't I, like I, Stallone I, in this scene. I like Armand. Well, I like. I just my thing is I I don't like Stallone, but it's I don't like the character that he's doing. It's not the performance. He just feels he's, un- not, he's not being directed properly, and it's because he's Star Trek fiving himself. What's so <laughs> weird though is like this happens right after that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels so incongruent. Like this doesn't feel like this belongs here. This should have happened before the fight. Or because remember correct. he goes. Stallone's character leaves. For some reason, Lenny stays at this bar, presumably to drink, because they make a lot of allusions to him being an alcoholic and a drunk. And then Stallone comes back with Victor, and he's like, you told me Lenny was in trouble. So he tricks him to getting there. So you would think that they, that would happen before, and that's why they decide to part ways and 
go and get him. But yeah, quick, I want to talk about the music for a sec. Did you feel like this was like the, the Bill Conti music? I feel like this was Bill Conti's like lesser tracks from Rocky that he, he has, didn't use. He has like um, three notes that are good, and they just get repeated. Yeah, over and over. It's like if da 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 da, da if that was the entire movie. That's what we got. Conti, who is he has done so many movies, and the only one that's worth mentioning is Rocky. Like it's uh, he did he did, fucking did Karate Kid. Yeah, you know Rocky for children. That's Rocky for kids. It's the kids. same. It's the same director. It's the same story. Uh, Conti knocked it. He he used up all of the reserve on Rocky. Mm-hmm. He like I said, he has three notes in this movie that I was like that could be memorable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And it's and it's the same thing over and over. Like like there's no like the Adrian song, which was great, the Mickey. Right. Uh, you know, well, none of the we characters. Have all those they don't have their themes. That's right. Every character in Rocky had like a theme. Except I think Polly. Yeah. It's just and Polly's theme. The oh, characters oh, oh, oh. aren't as good as Rocky characters. No. So that's why now like at a, it clocks in right around fifty two minutes is where we first see Paradise Alley. So then with like about. About an hour to go is when we fully launch into his wrestling career. So we only have an hour to do his whole wrestling career. Mm-hmm. So um, the montage begins, and it's amazing. Well, there's the scene before. It's just Stallone's trying to convince Victor that he wants to be a wrestler. So he's like, I'm going to show you how much you, he keeps playing. You want to get out of here, you want your houseboat. So I'm going to show you how these wrestlers live. So he goes to take him to see how Big Glory lives, and then he tries to have to spin it. Right. Like, he kind of buys into his own bullshit, I think, right. at this scene. Cause that's the Frank McCray scenes are amazing. It's another good one where you just see a Frank McCray lives. Like, and you, and you I know, like that and, scene. And you know Gazzo's taken all his money mm-hmm. and kept it. Like, he knows... Like, that. They were trying to pull off the fact that these were poor people. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were pulling it off kind of haphazardly. Like, uh, the scene we just talked about where he was saying Frere with Jaga. Like, that mm-hmm. ruined whatever they were trying to get across. Yeah. However, the Frank McCray scene... With the rat running across and the shitty bed that he's in. That sealed nailed in the dark with the one light bulb. Sealed in the dark, one light bulb. That got it across and so did Frank McRae's acting. Mm-hmm. There, are cu- and there are a couple scenes in this in this mix here right as we're about to get into Because I don't think fully on, like Victor doesn't buy fully into being a wrestler. But then there's that that the weird sequence scene. with the ice going up the That's stairs. That's a beautiful shot though. It is. It is. It is. And then it was an accident. It's, At first, I thought it's that weird. was like, a dream. It's it's a weird callback to running up the steps in Rocky. Yeah, like yes. it's the same thing, well, except there's nothing up there. Right. Yeah. I lo- I mean, I thought it was a dream because it's such a almost comedically long hallway. Right. It's only the apparently just that one room up there, and I thought this was like, are we going to see? And he gets up there, and there's the note, no ice today. Yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be brought up. Well, one of the reasons that his ice business is going down, or is because people are getting refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and which is. That's interesting. I like when they actually incorporate technology that was a part of the time. Right. You know, so that makes sense. You know, 19, what, 48, 46? 46. 46. 46. 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes total sense. Indiana. Because the truck is indestructible. Yeah, and Indiana Jones got in the fridge 10 years later. Sloan does, like, as a director, he has moments, like, when, when it's not yes. about dialogue and stuff. He had, like, remember in the bar, there's this interesting, we go across the bar, and then it ends up with this massive close-up on Lenny's glass. Yeah. And it follows the glass up to his mouth when he drinks it. It looks phenomenal. And 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 then it gets ruined by the next scene where he has to start talking. And it's like, God damn, <laughs> damn it. So there are these occasional shots where it's like, he, 
You got some directing chops. It's just mm-hmm. you have no idea how to organize any of this, it seems like. I will say this. Uh, <clears throat> I'm glad he got his first time directing gig on this instead Get it. of Rocky Two. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Because by Rocky Two, it took him one movie to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah, because... I think there's an argument Rocky II is the best of any of the Rocky movies because... You it, think Rocky II is the best Rocky movie? Yeah. Really? I do. The reason I think I love Rocky II is Rocky tries to not be Rocky, and he fails. And that's so fun to watch because... And I say fun because... I think it's, but you know he's going to become Rocky. I, I think... It's like a superhero scene. Well, you, you know, like, it's... it's <laughs> Superman II, uh, Dark Knight, Iron Man II... Every superhero movie rips this off. Yeah, ripped. The, yeah, this it's came off. before. So, you know, and in just all respects, it's one of the first major, you know, sequels to come out. True. Mm-hmm. But do you really think Rocky's not getting in the ring to fight Apollo Creed? Oh, I mean, as an audience member, we know, but we hate to see him have to suffer through this where he has to think that okay. he can't do it. I think that's the thing I really enjoy. But I'm saying, but what, what I'm saying, you think Rocky 2 is better than Rocky 1? Well, <laughs> I think it's actually directed much better than the first one. Well, I don't think John G. Abelson's no, he's. Crazy. I think I think he got he, lucky. That because when we t- like the when we were talking about the first fifty minutes of this movie, yeah, the first hour of Rocky is just like like I'm just blowing myself as a cinematographer. Look at all the stuff I can yeah, do. Yeah. There's all these weird shots of Rocky in the apartment. Let, let me try oh, to establish the ro- the Stallone stuff is great. A lot of the cinematography is egregious and unnecessary. Well, they're trying because, to establish Philadelphia as the city or as a character. I never felt that once. I've never felt. You never felt that. I never felt. Oh, I did. I never felt his cinematography establishment. I just felt like a lot of it's just unnecessary. And he gets. I mean, I got those nostalgia trips through uh, watching Rocky Balboa, and like, like, like when they're showing the city and that one. It's like these are the same spots from the first. Well, that that is a that's a callback. That's fine. I get that. But um, like the some of the stuff like on the the city like on the with the burning trash can, the singers around. I get that stuff's. I, I like that. That's good stuff. It's just like when we just get unnecessary long shots of Rocky just walking with nothing that's like really going on. Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. I, I think a lot of that just is unnecessary. You can trim it. You can get to still keep the heart of the story here. It's just, the problem is, this happens a lot. If a movie's made in the 1970s, it's always brilliant because it was the golden age of directors. The problem is, though, a lot of it's just a, a ton of long shots that are stringed together. And it's like I'm not I'm not believe me I'm not um, I'm not a huge fan of the cut 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 MTV editing that mm-hmm. it's become where we're cutting without editing, you know, and everything that's going on now. But I just think sometimes like the 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 glory of Rocky the first movie is the script. That's it. Absolutely. The script is what makes that movie. The actors come along and you have an amazing ensemble that came along Throw behind you. Sure. I think Rocky Two is the complete package where you actually have. A very very well directed picture, a great script. Still, it's not like I mean, it, it's not going to be the first movie. I get it, but still, like I think it's a great hey, journey. I, I love Rocky too. Yeah, I think his journey is amazing, and Adrian's journey for that ma- manner is amazing there because she has to realize that she can't, she can't hold like I'm not gonna say hold hold your husband down, but you know what I mean. Like you can't like tell this guy what he needs to do and what he doesn't need to do. He Which knows always trying to get her to do right. So, oh, Rocky aside there, but I um, maybe we'll cover then, Rocky's. Then again, I've heard some people that say Rocky Three is the best one, and I don't even. I know. think Rocky Three is the worst one. No, I, I I'll, think I'll Rocky Five. Right to me, Rocky Five is the worst. One. I think Rocky Five is light years better than Rocky. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Rocky Three, I, three I, fights filled with a bunch of bullshit. Rocky Three is where he learned. Oh, so all I have to do is do montage. 
Yeah. Uh, that's all I got to do. <laughs> that, that's, it's let it, me do a training beat montage. Flubber in three rounds. I'm sorry. I think Rocky it's Five a, is. I think Rocky Five is actually very underrated, with the exception of the Pauly thing. Like other than that, I think that movie's pretty good. It's a movie that could get better, probably with age. And I'm, I think it I, has. I, I think after the Creed movie comes. We'll see out. what happens. <laughs> Let's talk about Creed at the end. Let's <laughs> talk about the Creed trailer at the end. Because <laughs> sure. I'm not kidding. It takes a lot to get me to walk out of the theater just to go to the bathroom. I almost need Ben. Ben. Guys, let me tell you something. The reflexes on this man to move a dog bed across a crowded room full of a fat guy and a podcasting table to catch vomit is amazing. Yeah, no. Charlie wants to clarify which one of us is fat. Oh, please put it next to me. No, no. Just shove it under where your baby sleeps. Anyway. Ben is clearly a fan of Roxy 3. As I was saying, it takes a lot to get me to get up in a theater just to go to the bathroom. I almost got up just to call Will. Because of how pissed off I was. Really? Uh, from that trailer, yeah. You didn't, you didn't like the first I trailer? I loved the first trailer. I'm I, talking about the second I trailer. haven't seen the second trailer because I watched the first trailer, but oh, we'll get let's to save it. it to the end. We'll get to it. Okay. So let's talk about Paradise Hell. So they go... Armando Sante's character decides to take... Like he, he starts to shift one way where Sloane goes another. We have this massive montage where it's just... We're getting not only Victor fighting, but stuff going on outside of the ring with Ann Archer... And Lenny's characters, mm. we see them interacting. Yeah. We're seeing Stallone, who's starting to now grow a little bit of concern yeah. on his face and everything about the toll that this is taking on Victor's health and everything. So it's a lot going on. It's the most involved montage I've ever seen. I've, it's, it's a not, long montage. Yeah, it really is. But then um, as we're coming out of it, then that's when we start to see like the... I don't know. I, that's where you get to the Frank McRae scene. That I think is really interesting. Anything in between there that... Well, the kid's salami vest. I'm not saying... Okay. Like, like, I'm not saying <laughs> no, like dude. They got the WWE in the 90s occupational gimmick thing down before it was a thing. But it wasn't his... He was... I mean, I my whole time I'm going... His finishing he's move is the, the ice clamp. Yeah, but... All right, so he's kid salami <laughs> with the ice clamp. Not like the Iceman. That's what... That would have been awesome. No. Kid salami. <laughs> Yeah. How you doing, Jack? <laughs> we got to do 48 hours sometimes. <laughs> it's just, well, I like the second one, but just the first one. The, uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about the second one. The thing is, is, is that's, that's the transition boring, scene. The that's the fantastic transition scene. That's to me, is when you start seeing, uh, to me, Lenny starts looking at Victor as an object. You know, I've been thinking, your kid's salami. You put a salami around your neck and you come out. You get the whole thing. And like Stallone goes, oh, what kind of Genoa? And he just walks off. And then, like, you see it, and then that's when the flip. That's the flip. Is that when it goes? But to me, the, in the, as far as the way it's presented, that's the flip. And start watching, because then it's like, yeah. Uh-oh. Wait. No, 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 I, I just remembered something that pissed me off, but keep going. So, the, um, as we get out of we head towards Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is kind of like the... But you uh, can't fucking tell it's Christmas. No, like, no. There's no set decoration. Not really. There's no art direction. There's no snow. It's there's New York. There's no snow. It's fucking... Yeah, exactly. It's fucking New York. It's a, it's, it's a really interesting bit here because... Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> a, on, the first thing is with Armando Sante and with Ann Archer. The stairwell scene? Yeah. He goes up there. This would be a great scene in another movie. This is actually really well acted. Mm-hmm. He goes up... To, like, 
He goes up to share Christmas with her. But... Here's your present. And he has a present. Right, the ring. I have you a present, too. And there's the Lionel Richie bust from the Hello Music video. It's supposed to be him. Yeah, I would have broke up with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a ring and you made that monstrosity. I'm out. I did have a moment where I was like, is that supposed to be Armand? <laughs> what is it? We learned that she hasn't seen her for three days. Yeah. Because she, of... she calls him. Yeah, she calls three. Him. I'll be over later. Yeah. Play some Bob Seeger. Let's play some now, on the road. Now, something must happen, because I don't think we see it. Like, we see them go in, there's another scene, we come back and he's come out of the apartment. They're done. I was confused if it was the same day. <laughs> that he gives her the ring, they go in, they leave. The scene ends with her taking the ring off, yeah. throwing it at him, because he has changed, and he has basically seemingly become the person that he was before, or, you know, during their first breakup, which... Maybe? I don't maybe, know. Like, I, it's that, so weird. It's really going to make sense. Armand Asante's character change is so infuriating in this movie, because he is... The decent brother. It's like him and Stallone switch. Like oh. St- Stallone can't be the bad it guy. It just clicked. The alleyway scene where Stallone rips into him. You used to be the hardest guy in the neighborhood. And True. then you ran off. And then he starts turning back into that. Like, that's what it is. He turns back into that guy he was before he went to war and got crippled. I need to see Maybe it. he was not a likable person. But, but he they is never... likable for the first hour. Right, because yeah. he's so humble no and so concerned. Right. And then, like, the thing that I was like, you were like, what's wrong? There is a scene where you can see him walking without the cane. Right. Notice but that's that? the thing. Is, is it, what the is, hell? Is it a work? He gets wrestling more but than the I cane, thought he did. He also upgrades, <laughs> he, he upgrades the cane. Remember the cane in the window? Is it Biff's from Back to the Future too? Wow. All right. In the... The scene where Stallone sees them together and sees the cane, it's just like that kind of wood with the brass over it. And then later on in the final match scene, his cane is draped over one of the ring ropes and it's silver and it looks like an eagle's head. Like yeah, I, his cane is upgraded. That's what I mean. That's what it's like. So cane gets an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but so like this, he start in his hair instead of it being that weird part, it's the slick back. I mean, there's a physical transformation to him. Who knows? Maybe he didn't need the cane to walk. I mean, it was just a. I work. I cr- I'm crippled. <laughs> I went to war. I'm crippled. I want people to feel sorry for me, and now he doesn't want people to feel sorry for him anymore. I just don't buy it. Because <laughs> he's Charlie Chaplin in a way. I mean, so uh, hold, on, hold on. You saw the two hour and f- you, two hour yeah. and fifteen minute version. I only right. saw the hour forty seven. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> is there? Yeah. Is there any more to that switch in the movie? Like, no, I mean, like, it, it's that montage where it really happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you really see that montage is, we're jump, we're we're jumping ahead light years in terms of character development. We're hot-shotting it all into it's like one. It's right out of time. It's a double turn. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a double yeah, turn. Yeah, they switch, because Stallone which, can't be the bad it's guy. Not a, it's, which I don't think, it, I don't think the double turn is a bad idea. You just have to make sure that you do a lot on the, on the front end mm-hmm. to make sure that really fully transitions well. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then when they, when they swap, I'm like, I don't care. Also, why are they... I mean, I get that there's a little bit of conflict, but why is that the focus? Because clearly, there's this other guy who runs the neighborhood with his murderous group that at Christmas, he's buying them brass knucks and switchblades with their names engraved in and bought Terry Funk that awesome fucking robe that was white and green that just had kill written all over it. That's pretty badass for the 40s. (laughs) 
But it's the the one highlight comes on this Christmas Eve. So the on the one side of the Christmas Eve discussion is um, Ann Archer and Armand Asante break up. But then Stallone's like, oh, I'm a, Stallone's gonna go have a good time. He goes, hangs out with his hooker. Then goes, I like that scene. I, that's a sweet scene. Because this like up Santa. Uh huh. Oh, the the, oh, the, the, the winos were the winos. The, yeah. the guys from Robin. It was Christmas Eve. He forgot what to call him. I really like Stallone in that scene. With his mace. I think that's his best scene. His discarding. That's obviously clearly a Santa Claus outfit from the trash. Because it's a Macy's thing and part of the. It's like Paulie's from Rocky Five. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's Uncle Paulie. Jesus Christ. I forgot one one last button on the Ann Archer Armand Asante. You know the thing that bothers me the most? We don't, yeah. we don't see her again. We don't see her again. Oh, I fucking hate it. You don't see because the, 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 oh. not to jump ahead, but the way the movie ends. Oh, we're brothers again. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is Ann Archer? You're you made her such a big deal in the yeah. first fifty minutes yeah. of the movie. And that stairwell scene deserves a receipt. It deserves a payoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna light your ass up. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Mortal Kombat the series had to come on after this movie. I just because it it does. It I stops don't. In the I'm not happy for them as brothers. No, because then you're like... Once that finale comes. I'm kind of concerned, before we get into the, the the awesome details of Stallone's Christmas Eve, I mean, I would have liked to have seen, what is Victor doing? I mean, this is the person that's getting beat up in the montage. Like, their, their stories are kind of mental and emotional, while his is physical, and that you don't get anything. Especially the guy who would be... Like, the closest thing you get is a little the, the guy who rings the bell of soft shoes and gives him a fresh towel. He says, you dance nice. He's just happy. He's just yeah. like, he's like, how are you doing? What does he say? I'm, I forgot. He, he's like something about, he's not in good shape. It's just the way he words it. And then he insults him for hanging out with the, his Asian girlfriend. Because she's teaching him. She doesn't get enough screen time either. No. no, she really does. I, 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 I wasn't even sure if she was the girlfriend. Like, she's in maybe two scenes, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, they make her when she's not in a scene, they make her out to be a bigger character than she actually is. And she's got an overpossessive mother, like, and that's a wonderful life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the same kind of bitchy forties mother. <laughs> yeah, just with an accent. It's Sam Wainwright on the phone. <laughs> Answer it. <laughs> Good lord. The fuck so special about Sam Wainwright? I'd rather be George Went. <laughs> <laughs> How's life treating you, Norm? Like I just ran over its dog. <laughs> Give me a beer. How's things? My liver, and it's this big. That's one of my favorite Norm. <laughs> right, so Stallone goes and he, he finds Frank McRae, and they decide to go on a joyride, and this is a... I, I don't know how yeah, he's on a joyride. that town. What, what's the... Literally. The, the, near, <laughs> the near advertisement? Well, you ain't ever had Christmas wine till you have Christmas wine with Cosmo Capoli. And he's... The Sam, I was just waiting on a fucking label to blast up on the screen. They go tear-assing through this. And that oh. is ice truck. It's uh, Victor's ice truck. The indestructible they, yeah, they truck. they ruined uh, Kevin McAllister's uncle's house. <laughs> <laughs> they just rampage. They do. That, that they still, that's what they've been trying to rebuild that house since 46. Yeah. Do you remember this There's weird... It's renovation. And, and so, like, while this is going on, we go to a bar where it's Stitch and Terry Funk, and they have, like, this... They have this... It's a you, weird, like... Oh, it's like, remember where we were a year ago? Am I older? Do I look a old? year older? And then it's, no. Dirty and, mirror. The mirror is dirty. He wipes it off. The mirror is dirty. What's the second thing he asked him? Do I look taller? No. No. <laughs> Cut. Perfect. Yeah. 
That's Oscar material right there. And then it's what? such a weird scene. It doesn't belong in the well, movie. Well, it does, apparently, <laughs> towards the heat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the receipt. That gets a receipt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the dumbest receipt in yeah, movies. It's, it's, it's just Mrs. For... Jack Ryan can't get a receipt? No. <laughs> so, the scene takes an interesting turn, though, because then afterwards they wind up on the docks and they're having a bit with each other and then Brandon Ray's just very like... Awkward Takes a turn, bro. Yeah, well, the, before this, like, the scene where they're sitting around drunk, croning out the Christmas carol in the bar, and Happy New Year, they, even though it's Christmas Eve, like, the song has New Year in it, and then the ice truck blasts through the window, comedically, and it's just weird, because Stallone and, and McCray are just laughing. McCray just gets out, and cause Frank, and then just says, I got something, crushy Christmas present doesn't moon and but bends over and laughs. They're just hilarious. And meanwhile, all the rest of the cast is just staring like... They filmed the cast party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, this, like. this is fucking insane. And then they pull out and just leave this gaping hole and Stitch turns around and starts choking the lady next to him and the thing ends. Was that not in the your cut? No, it is. Oh. Because he moons him without taking his pants down. So mm. it looks just... Have you ever heard a scene though, like where somebody's going to commit suicide and you ask him why? He's like, "Because I'm happy." That's pretty. Cool. I really like it's that. It's really it's like cool. you can't get any better than this. Like yeah. when I feel bad, I want to hurt others, and that's not right. Yeah, he, uh, that's, he, he flips it. God, he flips oh. it. It's like this is a horrible comparison, but it's like the it's a similar rating for a movie. It's like the Ready to Rumble scene with Martin Landau. Yeah, he flips it. No, you go after his strengths. It's like I've right. never heard this before. Frank McCray kills it in this scene. And it, it goes from being like a... It's jokey, it? good time. <laughs> yeah. Listen here, boy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in the water. He leaves him as 8 by 10 like that's like what you can remember. He, there's this line. He says, in 100 years, none of this will matter. Yeah, you take care, Santa Claus. Yeah, Terminator stole that 100-year line. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people borrowing. Well, he, he hands him the picture. I think it's remember him. He's like, remember that. Because I think he's talking about how he looked in that picture is how now... And he's doing that to his brother. Like, God. Yeah, he, he jumps. <laughs> Lands on the garbage. He pulls a Frank Drebin. <laughs> the water's over there, Frank. <laughs> Arr. Arr. <laughs> but yeah, and it's kind of funny. Because Stallone doesn't buy it. Yeah, Stallone's like, how... like <laughs> And then he jumps it, but does he drown? Does he swim away? Is he I think it, in? it's New York water. Mm-hmm. I think he just freezes. That's true. It's New York Christmas Eve. It's New York Christmas Eve. He's got water. that heavy coat. It'll pull him down. If you just stay in, yeah, he's got the heavy coat. If you just stay in the water like Leo did in Titanic, mm-hmm. he's just gonna fucking. Freeze. I thought it was a horribly racist joke at first. No. 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 <laughs> no. I like Frank McCray. I do too. <laughs> it's. It, it, but it, the, the way that the reaction, the what comes did, after, is a little odd. Did, did you like? Oh. Did you watch? All right. So after he jumps in, watch how Stallone sells it. It's like he's standing there for a bit and he realizes, well, I haven't done anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking lame. <laughs> when you've been on stage, something happens and you know you're supposed to react. And then, have you ever had a moment where you think, uh, I can't react. Am I doing something? reaction to that. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, yeah. wait a minute, have I, am I doing act, enough here? All acting is is reacting. That's all it Whoa, is. Whoa, that's profound. No, it's true though. It's <laughs> way. Oh, no. You want to give me that? I don't like a negative inference. Uh, <laughs> negative inference. <laughs> inference, that's right. It's, it's true, though. All it is is reacting. Reacting to situations. You're reacting to other people's dialogue. Uh, it, 
people's actions, you name it. And Stallone makes the wrong call. Well, he, he just you just wrecked that for me. At first, I was like, though I watched it because there's a little bit of delay. He does. I think he's first. He's like, no, nah, he's not serious. And then like, okay, he's serious. And then it's also not just the moment that happened. That the weight of everything he said, he realizes, fuck, I'm killing my brother. And yeah. so it hits him. Meanwhile, you just go, oh god, what do I do? I just it's like just the way he just it's a freeze frame. He loves. He uses like a, there are a lot of freeze frames and then dissolve. Yeah, I've never. It seen, it's an old school technique. And Star Wars and has I, just come out like the year before. I'm surprised there's not more wipes in it. It's funny because you <laughs> freeze frame on the this. The, 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 <laughs> and he sits there apparently all night, all fucking night. He yeah. sits there, and yet his brother and them they must have a low jack on that ice truck. Why aren't the police coming? There was a rampage there in ice truck no police in that was movie. destroyed and put back together. Uh, it's mm. so let's drive home. Let's drive. To, we have our third act here. What's it? Third act is <laughs> here. We, so they decide they're gonna go. They're, they're gonna. We're gonna get the match now that we've been set up in the beginning. But it gets set up in a day. Yeah. How do you properly promote this on Christmas Eve, no less? Yeah, so I, is this on Christmas or Christmas? This is Christmas Day. Oh, this is Christmas, gonna, even worse. Yeah, this is Christmas Day. Even worse. That's what I would have done when it goes to call. rips that off. Yeah, that's where it'd be like, we're going to call this, what are, are you, yellow? Worse? I'd have been like, no, no, we just need more time to tell more people we'll make more money. Clearly that's the way to get out of it. Nope. How much money do I have? $9,000. We'll bet $9,000. Well, actually, and he says, because then they start off, it's $1,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 it's $500. It's $500. And then Sticks laughs it off as, uh, like, bum money. Yeah, right, because you get the and peanut scene. Escalates quickly. Yeah, five hundred, nine thousand. Clearly, Sue had not explained how to haggle. You're not a haggle. <laughs> Clearly, you don't understand auctions. It was well, my reaction. It's, uh, it's like, uh, what is it? What's the auction joke? It's like, ah, five hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars. You don't know how this goes, do you? This match. All right, so. Let's set up first. It's no raining. Roof. First, it's raining and there's no roof. So it is pouring down rain just in the middle of the ring. Or the ring itself. Well, I thought it was just leaky because there are lights above it that are... The water's dripping off, too. There's, like, those lanterns. I thought it was raining outside. Well, it's raining outside, but... That roof is open. That thing is... Do you see how wet that is in there? How the... You know, coming down like that? Clearly it's been raining for a while. Your negative inference is bothering oh, me. Oh, <laughs> and then, like, there's all those people that are watching through the tiniest yet oh, I know. window ever. They're, oh, that, that dissolved through the window. All the people that are that somehow make it to this fight. This must be One the greatest thing in their life. Yeah, on Christmas. Yeah. Well, all the kids are done. And, of course, like, everybody who gets in the ring slides and falls. It's hilarious you, you at first. guess what spots you're going to see. Right. Yeah. This wrestling match is very underrated, not to once again use a cliche, but in terms of movie fights, this belongs in the conversation, at least in the conversation. Maybe it doesn't make the list, but this thing's amazing. The amount of physicality in this. Mm-hmm. It looks rough. It looks brutal. It's 22 yes, rounds. Whatever I don't understand round, this. Yet. Why 22? I imagine well, they they're like, why yeah, 22. I, I imagine <laughs> they're like three, three minutes a piece, right? So that's like an Iron Man. The, they went Iron Man on that, pretty much. Anyway. Anyway. I'll point out, we have not said this through this whole episode, but uh, wrestling is real. Yep. And in, the, in this reality. Because well, it's tough, man. 
stuff. It's tough. But I think it's it's. But they keep calling it wrestling. Yeah. It's just, well, they use a lot even of even in the '40s, professional wrestling was a thing. At the beginning, I felt the dialogue. Someone, the Stallone wrote this. He must have just learned about wrestling. Oh, you're a gimmick! Like it's all this like wrestling lingo talked about. Like at first, if he grew up in New York, I bet he saw a lot of WWF up there. I oh, bet yeah. he saw a ton of it, especially in the garden and stuff like that. But um, he has a thing for hiring wrestlers. Yeah, like it's and all and a lot of the Hulk Hogan, Terry Funk, multiple movies with those guys. Yeah, totally. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bridget yeah. Nielsen. What? Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Lana. Yeah. And Rusev. But um. Yeah, this thing. Uh, you, you see a lot of worked wrestling moves. Terry Funk looks. I mean, he looks it, like a million me, bucks. Yes, he does. Uh, yes, a he lot does. of arm drag takedowns. Did you? Whenever you read off the records, he has nine DQs. Yeah. Ninety cues. I was trying to figure out what that meant. I, me too. He I was, was almost like, at Goldberg's DQs record against him, or DQs that other people fucked up with yeah. against him. Yeah, I don't understand because he's one seventy four. Oh, ah, that oh, was a yeah. strange call. You're right. Well, we haven't done. What's his finish? We have a finishing move that that Victor used. It's oh, nice Which is like a trapeze. Like it's a. It's like uh, squeeze in the uh, trap. This, this is a gorilla monsoon's old move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you squeeze up here, right? Like yeah, you squeeze like, right here. On the traps? Yeah. Like yeah. Here. That's a nerve pinch. Mm-hmm. And so that's... So, it's a gimmick. Th- mm-hmm. This is a... What a convoluted finish this is. This what is this is right out of WCW right here. <laughs> 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 All right, so... <laughs> it's a DQ, but not... How did he... What did he do? To set that up <laughs> first, though, it's like throughout every round, uh, Cosmo and Lenny are bickering and bitching about what they should do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cosmo now on the side of, I want to protect my brother. Lenny's like, let him fight. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't, Just stand there and hold your wash bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the finish of all, I think Terry Funk does a sunset flip from the outside in. Yes, yeah. he does. It's a pin. And then, he like continues. There's no ref. Somebody, ca- I, I guess like it's Who a, that's why I know. Are they not supposed to? If they're on the ground, they're not supposed to hold them down too he, long or something. He holds it, and then for some reason, nah, he lets it go. Nah, because then he gets disqualified. All yeah, no, he gets it, disqualified after the. He's declared the winner. Then he keeps beating on everybody, and then Gaza's like, "It's a DQ." So it's just like, "Not so fast." Okay, it's he not. Pulls a gun on it. And then what ends up happening is like, ev- like everybody descends on the ring, all the brothers, to which Terry Funk grabs Stallone, which is a big no-no, and then I, I can't. I, does Victor get him with the ice yeah, clamp? Yeah, that's when he breaks up the ice clamp. Because he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it at all. And then he just, bam, here it comes. You didn't, like, turn, you touched his headphones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we get, like, so Terry Funk gets cleared out. Terry Funk gets cleared out. Stitch, of course. Gets the pants ripped off of him. And he's, and he's wearing a garter, a garter belt and... Stockings. I remember this in movies. Like this was always a thing in movies where like oh. your heel character is like wearing women's underwear and like, and we're supposed to laugh and think it's, it's funny. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, but not a good one. Yeah. It's... And then all right, here's the guy who owes you nine thousand dollars. Are you really gonna throw him out into a mob of people? Fuck no. You keep that guy under lock and key until you get your money. It's such a convoluted ending because they ask him like because he tells him like he was gonna throw the the match like, no, he, that was his intention until Terry Funk watch. went insane and started yeah. beating on everybody. If you were, I love I love it though. It's, it's great like, logic because we've asked this on our on the New Blood Rising podcast plenty of times. If you're gonna throw it, why wait? If why you're gonna wait? turn, why go in and get beat a little bit? If you're gonna throw the match, why do you wait? Till you, I was born on the twenty second. Oh, oh So our um, and that's it. Armando Sante is. 
in our good graces again, I guess. I just, no. Well, maybe you're an asshole. <laughs> I, I, but it just freeze frames and how we get to hear that song again. Too close to hell. Too close to hell. I love it. This, I, th- what we said before the podcast, before we started this, there is a good movie in here somewhere. It's just... It, 30 minutes long. It's like the Loch Ness Monster. It pops up, goes away for a while, maybe comes up again. It's, it's rumored to be there. Right. So, let's go to this interview. That you, you read this today. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you found and sent I mean, to me. I was, I was looking for movie reviews for when the movie came out. Because mm-hmm. I also read some Amazon movie reviews. And I'm, there is a <laughs> difference. It's like a four and a half out of five on Amazon. Because only people that look up old movies... Yeah, well, the internet existed or fans of the movie, so you can't go buy those reviews. Well, it's also the thing, too, it wasn't just for that. Like, I was wanting to see the contrast because, I mean, movie audiences have changed. I mean, when we were talking about the way the movie was shot with all the long stuff, I mean, movies have changed, so reviews are going to be different. And I found that interview with, because I was like, fuck, I can't. Everything I pulled up was wanting to take me to Rotten Tomatoes or Wiki. So I was like, fuck it. Roger Ebert, movie review for this. Got this interview that he did with Stallone in eighty. So it was after this. And there's like a chunk of the interview that's like regrets about this movie. And it's, he talks about putting in the, he said there were 40 scenes deleted. The, the studio took away 40 scenes. And so he got to put 10 of them, I think it's 10 back for the TV version, which is the version we saw. Yeah. Which I guess has now kind of become the new the theatrical. Defin- yeah, it's just the definitive version, apparently. The Criterion Collection, if you will. I mean, I looked on... Every home video release, it's it's the hour forty seven. Like every single. So one. weird because the one I got from Netflix, I know it was maybe they this just, one because I all, I I yeah. didn't see anything new in there. But he talks about this is where he was talking about how uh, that he's thinking about killing Rocky in the third Rocky. Yep. Um, the way, the it was brilliant though the way he talked about. Like he talked about like he would have the, first of all having the fight at the Coliseum. Yeah, the Coliseum in Rome. Which I was like, that's. Crazy. Someone stole that for double team many years later. But then it's like it, it goes in further where it's like, okay, it happens at the garden. He's on the way home in the cab and he just keels over and dies like by himself. Rocky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's not bad. I could almost deal with that. But I don't want to see Rocky die ever. I just want him to go away and that's it. You just want it in another movie. Oh my god, you hear? Rocky Balboa is dead. And it's done. So you no, never but, see it? But I, I don't feel like I feel like the way... There are certain characters you can't kill off in a movie. And I don't want to say... Like, Rocky's one of them. Right. right. Uh, John McClane. Yeah, you, you, you just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the Terminator is going to come back again the next movie. Right. You know, so I can't... That's not going to work, but... Rocky um, is like... So let's talk about this Creed trailer now while we have a shot. Since we're... Cut, let's piggyback you off that. Seen it. I have seen it. The second trailer. Yes. I did oh, watch I it. I have seen the second trailer. I did watch it. So basically what happens is... Uh, Before yeah. we... Can we talk about how good the first trailer is? Yeah, I mean, sure, it's very good. But I mean, like, I like. I liked what, it a lot. Part of what I like about it is well, not just. Go ahead. Not just the. Oh, uh, well, it's Creed, but like, if you didn't look up Creed trailer, if you're in a the theater, you're like, it's just another boxing movie. It's just another. Bo- oh, it's That's about. Huh? That's what happened. To me. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's just another boxing movie. This, and then you see the picture of Rocky and Apollo, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you see here he goes, and he's still in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a shock. And what I like, though, is I was like, all right, I like this, I like this. Seriously, the moment that you see those flashes of him in the red, white, and blue in his dad's trunks, I'm like, 
opening day. Oh, I'm in. And my, oh, I'm, I'll I'm, go opening day. Absolutely. I mean, so, I, was just, I want this. But so. Before we start talking about this, give a rating on Paradise Alley. Um, all right, so what are we going to use? I always use the IMDb scale now. A um, 1 out of 10? 1 out of 10. I, I'd probably give it... Um, I'd have to give it five and a half, six, maybe. That's about as high as I could go because it's not all bad. It's a lot bad, but there are those few scenes that are like the Frank McRae scene alone elevates this movie beyond where it, yes. it probably should be, which is even lower. Twenty percent. So, one hundred forty-six percent. So the lowest time to to cap that off is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I'd say watch it. I I'd, I'd say definitely watch it because if you really want to see like because. What you said was a good point. Kind of like learns what works and what doesn't for when he does Rocky Two. Because mm-hmm. Rocky never t- supposed to do. No. Right. But Rocky Two is a phenomenal directing achievement. When you and this is only what, two years apart. Yeah. And you yeah. managed to do that. That's that's amazing. And not just on one thing. Not like two years in a couple jobs. Right. Two years in one job. Yep. Um, I give it up. I gotta give it a five. Um, uh, I just. Barely have to give it a thumbs down, just barely. And even though it's called movies for guys who like movies, right? I, I, uh, I'm not. I don't regret watching it. I, I'm glad I finally saw it. Um, I just think there's a lot less that works for it than what does. And uh, I don't. You know, I've always said I don't like how wrestling is mostly misrepresented in movies. And yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous. And Stallone. Uh, the best thing I can say about him for this movie is that yes, just exactly what you said. He went on to do Rocky Two, learned from his mistakes, made a bust ass movie. Yeah, uh, was, you know, and then proceeded to direct and write other Rocky movies and other Rambo's. And, and yeah, which my God, he made a great Rambo movie. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, not, not to say there wasn't the every every now and then he had a hiccup like staying alive. Uh, but, no, that's there. Yeah, <laughs> that's some ego there. Uh, that's pretty. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't recommend a, a view, but yeah, I will say, if you're interested and you haven't seen it, but you're listening to this, um, if it sounds like your kind of thing, yeah, go for it. But I can't give a recommendation. I, I recommend to watch it okay. because, like, we're, for, mine is for Stallone. If you're used to, like, I'm not used to seeing Stallone like this at all. No, the closest that's true. to this, that's fair. The closest, <clears throat> excuse me, to this, I would recommend, like, it's like Oscar and Stop and My Mom Will Shoot. Off the wall. Yeah. <coughs> I'm choking for some reason. But uh, I think it's all this vape. It's going to kill your kid. <coughs> anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, I like, I mean, I would recommend it. I definitely, I'm not going to put it higher than a six. I can't decide. But I recommend higher, you know, I recommend watching it. Yes. You covered it. <coughs> yes. Why did it go to you? You didn't say anything but to me. When Stallone tries to be different, um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, like whenever he tries, like one thing I always said that Schwarzenegger did better than any action star was that he could do comedy just as well as he could do action. Mm-hmm. Stallone, I cannot say the same for. Unfortunately, even though I love Tango and Cash, uh, I think that movie is almost a lightning in the bottle situation. Uh, but I will say, like when he tries something different that works, mm-hmm. it's Copland. He is yeah. fucking phenomenal. He can do drama where Schwarzenegger cannot. That's not Schwarzenegger's strong suit is to do okay. a dramatic... Or straight, dramatic character that has no self-awareness to him. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, what the most serious thing he did? True Lies, maybe? No, because that was still more of just of a... But that's what I'm that saying. That movie that's he's got now, I haven't seen it yet, that movie Maggie. I have yeah. seen Maggie. He is... 
I will say it, he is phenomenal in Maggie. The movie itself, not good. But he himself, my God, I, I wish he had made a movie like this a long time ago. Well, to, to help, because where you're saying Stallone's not good with comedy, most of, so, most of Schwarzenegger's comedy, though, is where he is parodying himself. Whereas Stallone, the comedy he does, is he's actually trying to play something different. I mean, last action hero. I think the last thing Sloan's going to do is make fun of himself. Yeah, I mean, it's, no. it's not. I mean, he that might and be what the difference is. that's where I think he falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schwarzenegger, also, his comedies were directed by Ivan Reitman. Right. Ivan Reitman's heyday. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Junior. Fucking great. I hate Junior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Junior's the one that doesn't work, but no. <laughs> I hate that movie. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, Twins. Yeah, those are great. Schwarzenegger is actually very good at that. <laughs> he jumped in junior. No, no. <laughs> I really hate that. That movie is so bad, it got a full screen release on, on DVD. That's how you know. That's how you know. It wasn't like one of the ones you can flip it over? Stallone didn't know. He just... I wish he was better at it. Because I think... I think Stallone... One thing he said that was really interesting about Copland was that it was 20 years after Rocky. And it was also 20 years after Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see where his career had gone in 20 years and where Robert De Niro's career had gone in 20 years. Which is funny looking at Robert De Niro now. Mm-hmm. But 20 years ago, Ro- Robert De Niro... The, Copland came out the year after Casino. Mm-hmm. You know, so Robert De Niro still had it. Still had it going. Not too long after Cape Fear. It's just Stallone, he doesn't... He doesn't have that self-awareness that Arnold had. No. And therefore, I, I find it less charming. Mm. Uh, but, anyway. It's it's an interesting watch, no matter if no matter how you cut it. It's just, it's an interesting movie because you can see that there was there was definitely a vision for this, and it's not at all what the final product no. came to right. be at all. So next time... Well, for, Creed. Oh, did we... We never no. got to get... We, 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 we got to talk about Creed. Okay. I, I want to get Paradise out of the other way. Creed. All right. So, can you take me higher? That's what I kept saying. I never made that connection. I was so... Thank you very fucking much. You're welcome. I'm so glad. Oh, boy. My sacrifice. That's right. Just play it. So, the trailer's trailer's fine. It's fine up until you see two images. One, Polly's gravestone. Right next to Adrian. And two, you want to take this one? Because this is the one you were scared of, and then you made me scared of it. And then it came to... it's true. Yeah. Rocky has cancer. That, like... Rocky's fighting his own death. That he's probably going to lose. Oh, well... We will see, more than likely, Rocky die. In the first trailer, what tipped me off was, you could tell, like, his head head. head looked shaved underneath the, um... And that's what got us curious. But he's actually in a hospital bed. uh, Like, hooked up to IV shit. No. Tells me he's not even going to make it to the final fight. Well, there's one way to tell. I th- Does he cough in the first act? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's how we'll know. What it's the, the truth. How the fuck am I going to know that answer? Well, no, that's one. Ah. That's the way to tell when you're watching. Well, like a negative inference that. again. That's not negative. So you're doing this. That's bringing up movie tropes. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I can almost see he him. Dies of cancer. I, I could see the final shot of him being in the bed. We don't see him die, but we know it's coming, and they share one last, you know, whatever. Oh, no, they freeze frame. He goes to punch him in the bed, yeah. and they, they freeze frame, and then I, the tiger, plays. I think what would be great... I mean, his hand falls. <laughs> well, doesn't make it. Oh, my God, don't you do it, because those are tears that's, that's welling it. up in that man's Rocky, eyes. The Rocky Four beginning, and he can't make it. Mm, uh, but 
Here's what I think would be. I'm new. very pissed off. <laughs> I know. I Burt Young is still alive. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, like cutting Adrian out of Rocky Balboa. I was angry about that at first, but it makes sense. You don't want Adrian again telling him that he's a fucking idiot and that he can't win <laughs> and that he's a loser. Yeah. When when Rocky is more than capable of winning a fight, you know he needed that motivation. He needed to carry that into that fight mm-hmm. because it. He, he wasn't just... It's like the first Rocky. He, he's not just fighting for the title. He's fighting to prove his worth. <clears throat> he's not just fighting against uh, Antonio Tarver and Rocky Balboa. He's actually fighting for his life and a reason to live. Right. Because he doesn't have one anymore because Adrian's gone. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. With Pauly... Uh, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if he was actually dead, but Burt Young is a great actor who yeah. never got used enough other than in Rocky movies. The only other movie I can even think of that he's in is Back to School. When he crushes the beard. You, you are going to be known for Rocky and back to school. Yeah, he's an Academy Award nominated actor. Let's all go get laid. Yay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting how that shakes out. I, um, and he didn't write it. No. I think Rocky won't. I mean, if Rocky dies, if he's he dies. Can, if, <laughs> if Rocky dies, it shouldn't be. He, since he's fighting cancer, it shouldn't be cancer that gets him. He goes the distance with cancer. What, does he jump in the water? No. Yeah, why not? hundred years, this won't matter. He jumps and swims away. That'd be an awesome payoff. Well, I, when's it come out? November. November. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's got the Thanksgiving release date. Interesting. And I do like that he has second billing. He doesn't have an end credit. He doesn't have a win no. credit. He has second billing. Right. Which I think is great. I mean, there. it feels like you're going the Karate Kid route a yeah. lot with this. Is it exactly the... But it also feels like you're going the Rocky Five route. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But uh, he's not going to turn on Rocky. No, that's the only thing he's not going to turn on. Which right. would be, you imagine that street fight? Kid kills him. <laughs> he gives him cancer. Well, that's the thing about the first trailer that I absolutely loved was that uh, the kid brings up the third fight from Rocky Three. Yeah, how do you know about that? Because mm-hmm. I'm a son. I mean, there's that painting right there. But I mean, how do you know about that? I'm a son. But in the cre- and in the trailer, didn't you right. establish you didn't know him and he didn't have anything to do with you? Mother would have had to tell him in voiceover yeah. shots. Now, uh, that was the thing oh, I was trying yeah, to figure out. Which kid is he in the Creed clan, basically? There's none. They're, they're going, I think what they're going with is. Uh, he's a bastard. She, she, was preg- she, she was pregnant during Rocky IV. Yeah. Didn't know it. Right. Just fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't like that the lady who played the wife in the original movies isn't back because she was in all the originals. Yeah. It's like if they made a new Lethal Weapon and recast all of Danny Glover's kids. Right. Who were in every single one of those movies. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a continuity issue. Oh, well. But, um,. I'll be definitely there to see it. Oh, I, I'll be scared to death oh. seeing it, watching it, all this apprehension. But If it's rated PG-13 or something for a thematic peril, I think I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, thematic peril! So next, movies for guys who like movies. Used cars. Kurt Russell's... Yeah, let's just go ahead and call it. Let's do it. And then that'll usher us in later when we... Getting into some other Kurt Russell classics. Mm. What a way to start it. What are the underappreciated Kurt Russell performances? Forgotten. Oh, yeah. It's forgotten. Unfortunately. Used cars. That'll be coming up in a, in a, in a couple weeks. So. I love Captain Yeah. <laughs> I showed him Captain <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That sounded dirty. <laughs> but anyway. Um, the, I mean, this was, There's no separate Twitter handle for, handle for this, so it's still at New Blood Pod. So you, know, you can still follow us on Twitter there. The New Blood Rising podcast is the home to the wrestling podcast and the movie podcast. So we just keep it all under one roof just to make it easier for everyone. But I'm still at William Rankin 83. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. I'm at the Jason Keeler. We'll see you guys next time.